Let's do it. You found your rod. <laughs> you got that rod in hand. If it's cold out, it's impossible to find, buddy. Oh. The rod turtles in toward the end oh. of the episode. Goddamn yep. rod. Yep. Crank. Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Santa, I want a carriage and a dolly. Please, I want a gun and a playhouse and a set of soldiers in the fort. And oh, please, Santa Claus, a job for my daddy. Please, a big turkey for our Christmas dinner. This is Mr. Henry Corwin, normally unemployed, who once a year takes the lead role in a uniquely popular American institution, that of the department store Santa Claus, in a road company version of the night before Christmas. But in just a moment, Mr. Henry Corwin, ersatz Santa Claus, will enter a strange kind of North Pole, which is one part the wondrous spirit of Christmas and one part the magic that can only be found in the Twilight Zone. God damn little girl. She doesn't think about her dad's job until like number seven on her list. <laughs> and the boy's like, gun. <laughs> I want a gun and a and a and a pen and a paper so I can mark down my enemies. God damn. This this these kids are nightmares. Um welcome to the show. Welcome to LAW the Twilight Zone Review. I'm Phoenix West. And I'm Chris Kringle. I mean, um at length. I'm Chris Cross. I wear my, I have my podcasting clothes on backwards. Um, <laughs> but before the show, we were listening to a lot of early '90s rap, and I have it on my mind right now. What up, Chris? I'm about <laughs> to word up because that's what I was born to do. Jump. How many songs in the '90s were about jumping? Jump, jump. Them in House of Pain. <laughs> uh, Maddie, what is a Maddie Dack, by the way? A Maddie Dack? Because uh, they go, you know. Crisscross make no. it. Uh, Maddie Duck will make it. I swear that's what they said. Probably Mac not, Daddy. I think it's what they're playing on. No, no. Oh, what they just say backwards. Yeah, yeah, because they, they do backwards things. Oh! Yeah. I, holy shit, I never thought <laughs> that. I, that's what I always assumed. Maybe I'm, you know, no, I don't speak a 12-year-old inner city child anymore. Anymore. That's I have to clarify. I didn't say any race. You assumed it was a race because they're from the inner city. Come on. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, today, you know, today's episode is 211. The, NFL all day. the Night of the Meek. There's some white guys in the league. Uh, this one debuted, let's see, December 23rd, 1960. So real Christmassy. Real almost, depressing. Right on. What's that? Almost right on Christmas, but not quite. Yeah, they got close. They got real close. Uh, so we were talking about before, when we were, before we started recording, we were like, what do we talk about at this point? Because it's just like uh, when I was saying when when, it's, when an episode's really bad, I can just you know ramble and ramble. That's why I like doing the Walking Dead show because I can just go off. It doesn't fucking matter. But with this, I'm <laughs> like, we both really enjoyed both these episodes, so we're just like, yes, yeah, so this scene was good, and then then the next one was like, it, yeah, it's like literally forty. I just counted. A, a grand total of 43 recordings, all of over a minute long. How does that make sense? Did you overlap them? The episode's uh, on you. Or is that for both episodes? Well, it's for both episodes. Okay, okay. Overlap because 
I would hit like end because it's going too long. But then I realized that there was like some more gold still to oh, go, okay. so I would just rewound it and you know tape two minutes. <laughs> Thought you found some some secret footage somewhere. It's magic. <laughs> not yet. Not that episode. Well, uh, both, both these episodes. Yeah, I guess they are. Yeah, that's true. These are very similar episodes, and in a way, they're both like very <laughs> optimistic. I should. We should say. I think we both know, but I don't know if you know people who listen know. We record two episodes in a row. Uh, today we did. We watched Night of the Meek. This one, and then the next one, Dust. And both of them have a similar vibe, where they're both very optimistic in a weird way. Also, very well, very pessimistic in parts, but very dark. Well, they all have, uh, you know, something to say. And normally, you got to be get a little cynical to say something positive. I think. Yeah, these take it to new depths in both. Depths and heights, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, you know, most, you know, Twilight Zone aficionados like you and I, right? Um, you know, I think we could both agree that uh, on most people's top ten list, these both both of these are on there. Um, my, Yeah, I don't know about the top ten, but, yeah, definitely they're top up 20? there. Yeah, definitely top 20. Uh, my top ten, I like these episodes a lot, don't get me wrong, but, my, you know, I have a very specific episode that I just fucking love. That we've talked about before, but yeah, these are these are in the top twenty for sure. These are up there, even though this one starts off and I was like, "Oh, goddamn video!" It was shot, it shot on goddamn video? I can tell by looking at it. It was. Ugh, it's disgusting looking. <laughs> this one but isn't nearly as bad as the other one, though. That's because the acting was so good. Like, yeah, I think the last one on video, the acting was so bad that. You just wanted to destroy it, so video is a very easy target. Yeah, and that one was like a the most boring stage play ever because it was just oh, this still camera. This one's got a lot of movement, a lot of interesting characters. Like everybody that's on screen, I'm like looking at their face, just like reading it because they're acting. And that the other episode we watched, uh, the lateness of the hour. Holy shit. They didn't move their faces at all. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They didn't move. They literally didn't get out of their fucking chairs until it was time to almost kill the bitch. Well, and, and whenever they did move, they ran. <laughs> or it was just like a swift gallop or a skip. Uh, weird. Very, yeah. very strange. Movement on video looks terrible. This, it didn't bother me because they weren't going for, I don't know, it was more gritty, so it worked. Plus, most movement in this was drunk stumbling, so... <laughs> yeah, it, it worked out. It was supposed to be all kind of darting across the screen. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess if there was a, a episode that was ever made that video was is almost the more preferred method, it would be this one. I don't know about preferred, but uh, well, it didn't bother me as much. The, I guess that's the best we can say about yeah, it. Yeah, that's... that's I, I'm sorry, I can't go any further with video than that. It's it didn't it didn't make me hate it. Uh, that's, that's the best you could say. That's the best it's ever gonna get, and it, <laughs> it, it it's more than it deserves to be honest. Because it did bother me for the first ten seconds, and I was like, Ugh. I'm like, no, no, this is a good episode. Just settle in. I need to get over this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, eventually, I did kind of not forget about it, but you know, I was like I said, Art Carney is again before we start recording is just a tour de force in this episode oh definitely dude i mean and you know sometimes some people can't play or act drunk because they're either not drunks or 
they just can't do it, you know? Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, and some method actors get just totally, you know, well, what's the one kid say? Santa's loaded. Santa's loaded. <laughs> Come on, Percival Smithers. Let's go. Yeah. You know what's Poor funny? Guy. Art Carney's last movie is Last Action Hero. That's so fitting. With Schwarzenegger? Yeah. He, wow. plays, he plays the old guy. And if you remember, a uh, guy from Game of Thrones is his sidekick, you know, his like henchman, and it overthrows Nine him. Nine hours of town. <laughs> well, the, the Charles Dance from oh, the Game of Mary Thrones. Oh, Mary Carcetti? Um, is that his name in Last Action Hero? <laughs> no, in, in The Wire. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, he's the, uh, the dad, the Lannister dad. Um, anyway, oh, he plays gotcha. his his henchman like his number his number one in this movie. And remember, he's like, "It's behind the eight ball, you sack of shit," or something like that. That's all I remember. I saw that movie in the theater, and uh, I have bad memories of it. I've never seen it. It's a uh, strangely watchable, but also terrible at the same time. One of those movies, you know. Uh, that's like a lot of Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah, that's a kind of defines his career really at this point. Or, well, know, I mean, T two stands alone. Let's yeah, be honest, definitely. Or stands alone. Um, even Kindergarten Cop, very quotable. It's watchable. Yeah, I, I I didn't like it as a kid, but I like it as an adult. Is that weird? No, not all because of the quotables that are just riddled throughout. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What is who is your daddy and what does he do? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a tumor. That one's great. That's one of my favorites. It's not a tumor. Uh, it's a boil. Yeah. <laughs> um. We should probably talk about this episode, right, at some point? Yeah, I mean, I got a few clips here. Just how great, the, like, the writing was and acting. It's just, oh, just good yeah. stuff. He's, and he, they're all not labeled, so I have no fucking clue what I'm about to play. I think we'll just play him after, after a little bit. Let me set it up real quick, though. Okay. He's at the bar, Art Carney's character, Henry Corwin. He's at the bar. He's drinking. And he says this line, and, like, because he's all... You know, shit face. He's supposed to be the mall Santa. He's late. And you have? Did you save that? Did you label the clip about the the time yet? Uh, it's the first one here. Okay. Yeah. You want me to play it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, this could just be music. <laughs> this is not the clip I was up from the bar. The bar. Yeah, that was music. <laughs> You told me to tell you when it was 6.30. It's 6.30. That's right. It's exactly 6.30. So? So what happens now? You turn into a reindeer? What did I could? I'll have another one. You owe me for six drinks and a sandwich. That's 3.80. I was for some reason really jealous about that. <laughs> you can make four calls to St. Louis. There's a bunch of kids smooshing their cute little noses, and all I could think of was uh, the pig pig people. How long does this go on for? Three minutes. Okay, right, that's enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing has happened. <laughs> There's been no lines of dialogue for like a full minute well, now. It, it's a TV show. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's not a radio show. <laughs> was like, yeah. Something else. Well, this is a radio show, so. Well, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, it, it is hard to play TV shows on a radio show. Yeah. 
yeah, without lots of editing. Very audible and somewhat visual. The other one, it's, yeah, it's better to just play Christmas music. <laughs> um, I know. But uh, he he says after this, and he he has a line where he's like, "Why can't it all be like? Why can't Santa be real? Why can't he just be real?" And the the bartender says a line that made me laugh, where he's like, "What do I look like, a philosopher?" And I'm like, "Knowing if Santa should be real or not makes you a philosopher." What? Or what? do you need to be in order to figure that out? <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's the two the two uh, paths there." I want to I wanted to venture down real quick. Why and, would you have and, to? Be, are philosophers what, what, sitting around like thinking about Santa Claus? <laughs> Is that what he thinks philosophers do? I, I was obsessed with this for a minute. I was like, I even paused it. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, is this guy that dumb? And then, is he that incapable of simple thought? Like, oh, I, I, just, I have so many que- more questions than answers at this point. Well, I'll add one to it. Why does he say, so what happens at 630 now? You turn into a reindeer? Well, uh, why would he turn into an elk? <laughs> Think or, they're I doing mean, a here? Cinderella thing? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Santa has never turned into a a, a bovine creature before. Mm, I don't... Just use them. Well, he's not a philosopher, keep in mind, so he's a little dumb. Yeah. So, you know, that's bartender. Bartender talk. You think you're... You know, th- he, might, he might actually think that's going to happen. That might not, not have been a joke at this point. I'm not entirely sure. This guy does not seem very smart. And it was the 60s. I mean, some people still thought the earth was flat back then, right? People do now. Are you fucking kidding me? More more people now do than, you know. And only 6,000 years old, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what are you, a philosopher? Shut up about that shit. Come on, dude. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, then then he goes outside. He stumbles out drunk after he tries to steal some shit. I don't know what the hell's going on there. He he goes outside, falls in the snow. Kids walk up to him. the, The clip we played, right? And then yeah, the rod, yeah, the rod kit. <laughs> the boy wants a gun and a turkey. <laughs> I want a gun, a turkey. <laughs> I want to hear the screams of my enemies. <laughs> I want and, a high school, and I want a chain for the door. <laughs> and my dad to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> These kids are on hard times. <laughs> oh yeah, can you also like bring my mom back from the dead? Yeah, if you get around to it, you know, more so the gun. And my dog was ran over by a carriage yesterday. <laughs> Some people on my list are going to join my mom, if you know what I mean. God, this kid is a psycho. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> oh, God, it's 1960 Arya Stark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He was... Uh... I want to follow that kid around for the rest of the episode, but no. We have to follow someone else around. Well, a drunk. Yeah, and this is when Rod shows up out of nowhere. He's just in the uh... snow, and he's getting hit with like these... Three and a half inch snowflakes. It's just like confetti at this point. It's not even close to snow. Uh, it so, looks so bad. So somebody took, took a knife to a down pillow and just dumped <laughs> it on top. <laughs> the picture on IMDb, the first one that comes up is, I mean, I, I'm the picture from where I'm looking is about a half an inch wide, and I those those snowflakes take up a large chunk of that screen. They are ridiculously large. <laughs> like, never well, once I mean, in my life, grew up in the snow, never once seen a snowflake that goddamn big, and they're all, it's like someone was just whittling an ice block above him. Oh, yeah, Michigan is is, is probably like, it, it's like Alaska, really. For parts of the year, yeah. It's a uh, fairly terrible. Or wintertime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. mostly wintertime, yeah. I would agree yeah. with that. Um, 
not a whole lot of snow during the summer. Kind of weird. I know. I, I was there in the summer. I'm like, where's the snow? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <sighs> you know, can't get everything. Well, just um, wait a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, the uh, Santa decides to go to work, I guess. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why. If you're an hour late, just, and you're drunk, just don't. Call out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this guy would scream out. He'd scream outside the door, I'm sick! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he just gave all his money because yeah. he had like eight beers, two meals, and something else that cost him 380 380 It just it makes us, this is why we mentioned so hardly in that Nick of Time episode. About the seventy-five cent call, too mm-hmm. much, too much, too much money. That's that's insane. He he, he called four towns away. <laughs> um, the train set. I had a couple thoughts there. He walks into the to the. It's like a mall, pretty much. It's basically basically the setup for uh, Elf. If you've seen that movie, he uh-huh. he goes yeah. to the. He walks in there. He starts fiddling around with the train set, and I'm like. The idea of a train set to me seems fascinating and really cool, but I know eight minutes after I turn it on and start looking at it, I'm like, all right, fuck this. I don't want this anymore. I know it's one of those things. You know what they are? They're things that take up a shit ton of space the about 11 and a half months out of the year. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I maybe it's because I grew up in like Mr. Rogers. I don't know. But I'm like, oh, that looks like fun. Like, I, I like the idea of setting up the world. Have you seen Lego Movie? No, but I got the, the okay. gist of it. There's like a whole Lego world there, and I was like, that sounds that sounds cool. But I know once I had it done and built, I'm like, I ain't get this the fuck out of my house. I hate it now. It's just like the the building is what I like. This like the creating part, and after that, I'm like, and fuck this shit. Like, I don't want any part of this. Well, <clears throat> speaking of Legos. Um, you know, these college kids, uh, I forget what college, don't matter, uh, but they tried to break the uh, Guinness Book World Record of the Lego Tower, and they failed by because <laughs> they couldn't convert the metric system into the standard system, and they were uh, like five centimeters too short. Suckers. That's what they get. It's, it's, Leave it to the American, that's what we yeah. get for not adopting. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, it's what we get for the rest of the world not adopting. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you want to you want to convince the rest of the world to go standard instead of us go metric? Well, it just makes a whole lot more sense. I mean, than you ever measure something in metric with like a tape measure? Yeah, it's it's inter- interesting, but it's confusing. Yeah, there's got to be a, some sort of middle ground there. I still to this day don't know what a meter is. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't convert miles per hour to kill kill them meters per hour either. I've I've and, taken to just kind of making it up. Like I'm going sixty miles an hour, so it's over like seven hundred and sixty three kilometers per hour, right? Something like that. And it is it doesn't matter. It's not an even scale from like <laughs> no. ten to ninety. <laughs> it's always like well, you gotta times it by seven point two and then divide it by the weight of the world. Like, oh my, like who, who the fuck? <laughs> and who? by pi. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna fucking remember that. It's Jesus like, how Christ! How many points after pi? Yeah, hate that shit. Once we got the pi in like geometry, and I was like, nope, checking out. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on right now. What are we, f- fucking like Lord of the Rings shit going on? Like, what are we doing? This sounds made up at this point. But pi is made up. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, nope. 
mm mm. It's like for some reason had like an aggressive reaction to pie. Like I was allergic to it. Could not handle it. Apple or peach? Oh. I I hate pumpkin pie, by the way. <laughs> it's disgusting. Thoughts? It's uh it's good for about half a bite. Yeah. And I'm like really enjoy that half a bite. You know, you get the little cinnamon on there, some you know, whatever you put in your apple pie or your pumpkin pie. And then I'm like, it's same thing with the train set, I think, where I'm like, this is going to be great. And then I have one bite, and I'm like, and I don't need any till next year. Thank you. Thank you, pumpkin. Go ahead and Thank stay out of my food. Thank you with crust. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's like eating diarrhea, because that's just what it looks like. That's what it's going to come out as, and you just might as well just throw it right in the toilet. Just skip out the middleman that is your innards. Uh, oh, just, I don't understand. You know what's even worse? For, like, you're... <laughs> This is going uh, TMI at this point. Uh, pecan pie. Delicious. It's just like a, it has like a Tokyo commu- like train <laughs> speed through my body. <laughs> it's like no stops at all. It's not picking up any civilians. It's It's got to get there. It's like Air Force One. It's just, it can't take any breaks. It's, it's it, Like I said, I'm saying it doesn't mind to just throw it right in the toilet. Honestly, when you said Tokyo Train, all I want to do is talk about the physics of how it doesn't touch the rails. Uh, like, I don't want to blow my mind. Like 160 yeah. miles an hour. I don't know if I can handle that. Handle that right now. I'm uh, too loopy. This uh, is so cool how it does it. I'm, yeah. Is Never it just, is it just like a magnetic field or what? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, that's what I figured. Okay. That's the only thing I can make sense of that. Uh, my brain has to go to what makes the most sense, and if it's not that, I it's like. A, well, uh, electricity in itself makes it yeah, creates yeah. a magnetic field, and that's what they use. Mm. The uh, one of my favorite lines in uh, New Girl was a uh, Nick's character. I'm sure you haven't seen it, but he he just has this line where he's like, he he uh, basically is revealing a secret. He's like, I don't believe in dinosaurs. I'm like, what? He's like, I've seen the science. I don't believe it, and that's all it is. But it's so fucking funny to me. I've seen just, the science. <laughs> yeah, and I don't believe it. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> that's why it's so fucking funny. He's just like, I still don't like. I know you can prove it, but I don't believe. Like, I just don't like. I don't believe in pie. That's not, doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. No, I just refuse. You could show but, me charts and graphs and take me a fucking college course on the thing. I'm not going to understand it. And every Sunday, you'll find them in church. <laughs> uh, terrible. Uh, well, the world's only 400 years old, so how can there be dinosaurs? You know, you know what I mean? Well, no, you know, the myth is dinosaurs were first, and then they died, then we came. But what really, we used them as vacuum cleaners and all. Maybe they're on the other side of the flat world. Could be. Did they ever think no, of that? Well, nobody's ever gone there because they don't want to fall off. Oh, fucking idiots. God, people really believe that. I... Hey, um, I, I wouldn't want to fall off the world, would you? I'd rather fall off the world than live on it with people who really believe the world's flat. True. Yeah, yeah. Touche, sir. Touche. Yeah. So uh, let's get back to the episode here. Uh, let's, I guess we need to kind of hurry up because we're getting a little long in the tooth here for this one. Uh, it's just so good. I mean, I got like, here, let me just play a random one. Okay, and just get us back in the spirit. Mr. Chris Kringle of the Lower Decks. Since it is only a few hours till closing time, it is my distinct pleasure to tell you that there is no more need for your services. You have had it. Now get out of here. That was a man? <laughs> it sounded like a woman over the audio. I actually thought it was the uh, kid's mother Yeah, at so first. did I. And I'm like, nope, that's like, the manager guy. <laughs> uh, what I love about the boss, the, the store manager, is that he scream whispers, which I love. 
I love scream whispering. You need to get out of here. You don't understand, you motherfucker. You are a piece of shit. <laughs> it's just like scream whispering. That is such a weird actor's choice. I don't know why they do that, but I'm fascinated by it. It's because they can't act like Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Have you ever noticed Joaquin Phoenix, whenever he has to do like act something like an actor would have to do like his job? He whispers it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Foster same reason. Village. He whispers the entire damn movie. Same reason people think DiCaprio can act, though he does a scream. <laughs> uh, no, listen. Basketball Diaries changed my life. He's a great actor. He is. I like I like DiCaprio. I love Basketball Diaries. That movie's yeah. amazing. No, it, that movie literally like put it in my head. I will not do heroin, coke, or crack. Or get blown in in a shady men's rooms for coke. <laughs> no money. Uh, Oh, the money? I thought he was yeah. getting... Well, yeah, then he bought the drugs. But yeah, well, I, I always thought... It's an ends to a means. That was weird because he was... I always remembered it the other way in my mind because that's what made sense. But he was getting paid to be blown. Yeah. That is like, weird. Um, Isn't it the other way around? Yeah, like, that's why my mind put... Like I said, my mind has to make sense of things. So I watched. I went back and watched it, I don't know, like eight months ago. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like... <laughs> I just assumed he blew the guy, but no, he's getting blown. I actually thought you could do that and, and considered it a few times. Me? Then I realized, no, no, me. Oh, okay. I am it. I, like, I'm a catch. You know, it's what I'm what women a call catch rag. a catch. <laughs> huh? Get it? I said you're a catch rag. <laughs> uh, oh, like a tampon? <laughs> uh, no, like a jizz rag. Oh, well, jizz rag, tampon. What's the difference? Um... <laughs> Hopefully I mean, I'll use them. You know, <laughs> moving on from my, uh, I'm a catch. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very, uh, I'm good in the bed. My mom says I'm a catch. <laughs> my mom says I'm really good in the bed. So she wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, went too far there. <clears throat> anyway, reached for it, so so. and it was not there. Phoenix reached for it and got our moms. So this, uh, like I said, the boss is scream whispering. Uh, the, the fucking our main character stumbles up on the stage. The the mom is watching him, thinking nothing nothing of the fact that he's falling over and like barely gets in the chair. She sends her fucking douchebag psychopath kid Percival Smithers to sit on his lap, who's way too fucking old to do that. Had some real issues with this motherfucker. This kid is gonna be. He looks like a Menendez brother. He just looks like this <laughs> super like. Like I can't just came off a golf course. Look, I don't know. Fucking hated this kid. Hope he de- hope he's dead. The real actor. Don't fuck him. I don't care. I'm sure he um, is. Uh, the fucking Art Carney makes a ass out of himself. Okay, falls over, and then the mom freaks out. Uh, Santa's loaded. <laughs> yeah. Santa's loaded. Come on, Percy. I will never trade at this store again. I was like, who fucking says that? I will never trade. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I was like, does she mean shop? I will never trade my wares here again. At this emporium, I'll never. never ex- yeah, I will never bring my beaver pelts here again <laughs> in exchange for us. <laughs> oh God, it was so dated. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, there's the next. I think the next six minutes or something like that is one conversation, a one-way conversation where Art Carney's character is just doing the saddest speech ever to the story manager who just fired him that you played in that clip. And he's just like, you know, I want to live in a world where the little kids get what they want and the meek won't hurt the world. 
But instead, the world's all sick and and twisted. And, and I was like, this guy would be fucking way worse nowadays. If he thinks shit is bad back then, as far as, like, societal <laughs> problems, this meth alone would tear this fucking guy apart. He would not survive. <laughs> he would look around and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like... Can you imagine him now in a city street corner? Oh, God. Just a sign and him not talking. But the sign has, like, really great words on it. <laughs> it's written really well. Yeah. He would have been a... The kid would have been like, I want a gun. And then he's like, gives the kid a gun out of that bag. And he looks around and sees all, like, these meth head couples, you know, just trying to shake down people for money. And he's like, can I borrow that gun real quick? And he just blows his <laughs> fucking brains out. It just it just be a different story. It would it would not go as well, and people would fucking kill him for that bag for sure. I think Tim Robbins would play the part perfectly. I did write down Tim Allen and Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, you said Tim Tim Robbins, didn't you? Sorry, yeah, you got yeah, sidetracked there. I was, I was looking around because I was thinking I thought you were going to say Tim Allen, so I got excited. Well, I mean, if you take Tim Robbins' character from Mystic River and put him in a you know, uh, a real shitty Santa suit. <laughs> I think he could pull this episode off great. He's like, I want a gun. He's like, the wolves, Tommy. Wolves. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the little boy. <laughs> we little all boy died too. in the back of that car. Yeah, it, you were right. Tim Robbins would kill this fucking role. I think I want to remake it with him. Uh, yes. Um, I. You have his number, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'll get him. I'll get him on, right on. the show next. But let's, uh, let's move on here. Uh Okay, this I'll call Kevin Bacon then. This is when it... Yeah, thank you. This oh, is when the episode oh, turns the show. and right. it gets supernatural. Uh, he starts following all these bells into an alleyway. This homeless cat gives him a bag. And then he turns <laughs> around there's another bag there. I don't know the fuck why there's an additional bag there. He turns around, he picks up the bag, he sees a bunch of shit in there. He proceeds to interrupt homeless church, I guess is what was <laughs> happening there. That was so weird. And then he, he starts giving all these presents, like, and then he's like, we can have anything we want. And these guys are so simple. He's like, I want a pipe. And he's like, here's your pipe. And then, then Charlie Manson asks for a sweater. And he's like, here you go, Charlie Manson. Here's a sweater. Stay away from Sharon Tate's house. What the and fuck? And the guy with the pipe came back. He says, I meant crack. Pipe. <laughs> yeah. uh, where's my crack, brother? Come on. But uh, was that not Charlie Manson that gave, you gave the sweater to? I can't prove dead, it's not. Dead ringer, dude. And I was like, oh, what is going on? And then this nun is all over him. She gets very pissed that he interrupted homeless church, like I said. She leaves. She brings in the cop. The cop comes in, arrests the motherfucker just for having a bag of stuff. Well, of course, like, where did he get it all? You know, he's broke as a joke. And uh, now he's got, like, you know, $5,000 worth of, you know, whatever. Tin, tin cans, it turns out to be. Yeah, uh, well. They go back to the police station. He he calls in the shopkeep guy that fired him for no reason because there's only three people in this town. And then <laughs> the guy's like, this will show what's wrong. You know, he'll end up serving 10 years, right? And I was like, you have to have things missing from your store before you can just charge the guy for stealing from your store. That's not how this works. Like, yes, he might have stolen goods, but it has to belong to somebody for there to be a crime. Yeah, there has to be somebody saying... Those are mine. <laughs> yeah. If there's not, then they're not stolen. Yes. Yeah, Legally. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. But yeah. uh, this, and then he starts pulling tin cans out of the bag and like empty shit and trash. And he's like, 
And then there's this weird scene where the shopkeep in this this is the only world where this exists where some asshole shopkeep can like shame a policeman. He's like, how do you keep your job? It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. You work at a fucking department store. Calm down. Fucking high and mighty. Yeah, and he was the, he and he was the night manager too. We all know yeah. who those guys are. Yeah, that the was ones me. that are about to get fired. That was me six months ago. That was <laughs> terrible. I, I just that doesn't exist. The cop should, the cop should just be like, shut the fuck up, Terry. Get the fuck out of my police station before I, I know, club you in the throat. Cops would not stand for this kind yeah. of treatment, especially back then. This is like the the day of the Irish cops. They would just hit you with their billy club and move the fuck on. They would whistle while they walk away. They don't give a yeah. shit. Don't stop hitting him until he has three teeth missing. Yeah, this must be like a uh, what's that movie? The the Kurt uh, no, uh, Roadhouse Four movie. Right. It's supposed to be like a Roadhouse movie where this guy just owns this town for some reason, like this this shop owner. I, I can't yeah. think of any other scenario. Roadhouse. Yeah. Why? You, I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen the Family Guy where they kept doing that bit. That's mm-hmm. the Roadhouse thing. Yes. Why did they do that? Did they do that Roadhouse a lot? Uh, saying Roadhouse, no. They just that's, Family Guy has had a couple of years there where they were lost and they just would repeat shit. That's when they would play just like musical clips and what's his name, that country singer, over and over and over. And now everybody, I'd like to introduce uh, some guy that sucks and he's dead. Oh, yeah, I can't. I, for some reason, I can't think of his name. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, yeah, because when I heard it, I'm like, Conway Who? Twitty. Um, what? Yeah, Conway Twitty. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Conway Twitty. Yeah, I, I don't know. Why they just had they were just filling space. I didn't like Family Guy for three or four years. I mean, there's good episodes, but they just had a they were trying way too hard to to pad the runtime. It was so obvious. But dude, when when Brian bar uh, borrowed five bucks or what was it five or twenty? I don't remember yeah. twenty bucks off of Stewie. <laughs> Where's my money, man? Yeah. <laughs> he just did that a few times. He caps off. <laughs> I like when he torches him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Okay. We'll go to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he had the money. He just didn't want to go to the bank the whole time. <laughs> morning to you, sir. Oh, good morning, sir. What? And why was Stewie putting up at the top of the landing of the stairs? I don't just, get that. Just so he had a club to beat him with. <laughs> yeah. That's all it was. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> didn't he drink something? Ah, oh, that's good. And then smashed it good OJ. fucking head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's a rag. Clean yourself up. <laughs> Let's play that whole whole episode. Yeah, let me go. Uh, I, I'm already on Netflix. Let me go ready to. <clears throat> no. Um. Yeah. And then remember when they said Meg a bunch of times? They just go like. <laughs> That's funny. Good stuff. Anyway. <laughs> just stuck oh. on so the shopkeep asked for some 1903 cherry something something. And then the producer. Yeah, this it. lush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, all I was over the freaking yeah. Santa Claus for being drunk, and this guy is a connoisseur of like hard liquor. Yeah, and I realize at this point, like the only reprieve in this world that exists in this story is this liquor, because everyone is constantly drinking in this, and they just seem cool with it, except for the one guy. This one guy can't drink. Hey, why? I don't, I don't know. Because he can't handle it. I guess. I guess they have a point, but let the guy have a drink. Let I'm him, allergic to alcohol. Let him fondle your kids when he's playing Santa. Big fucking deal. That's how they learn. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't don't you don't trust strangers. Nope. Nope. Even when your parents are around, they'll fuck you. They don't care. They'll put a finger in there when they're you know when you're asking for your trike or your gun. 
Well, you know, just think about the, you know, what you have to do as a mall Santa. You have to have hundreds and hundreds of kids sit in your lap. And you got to drop a digit on all of them. That gets exhausting. It's an exhausting job. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a tiresome, well, you know? Your fingers are exhausting or just amazing, depending on your your well, mindset, I suppose. I think it's like the uh, the too much a good too much of a good thing there, uh, to some point. You know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, I love apple pie, but I can only have so many slices. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, no, I was gonna say it's like the pumpkin pie, but that's not too much of a good thing at all. That's uh, no. too much of a mediocre thing, and too much meaning a little bit, just a little, <laughs> little bit of it. Um. Good so, idea, bad follower. So, so uh, what's his name is handing out all these Christmas presents, and then he, you know, gives them all these kids, and then uh, I, this character came out and sat in the stoop with him, and I was like, "Who's this guy?" Because I didn't recognize him as the guy. His name's character's name is Bert. He was the guy he gave the pipe to, the old man. And mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't even recognize him because he went from like homeless, homeless derelict to like sophisticated chap, and like just by giving him a coat and a, and a scarf and a pipe. And a little hat. And I was like, what the fuck? This guy, like, transformed. That's all it takes, man. I mean, if I was wearing said what you just said, wouldn't you think that I was very sophisticated? I do now, though. This guy was okay. not. You're a sophisticated you. guy. Yeah, fuck yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, he walks down the alleyway, uh, our main character. And then uh, this little... Uh, Little future pedophile victim jumps out from behind a dumpster and she starts screaming out dialogue off microphone, which drove me fucking nuts. Did you, did you hear that shit? I've got it recorded. <laughs> and then I was like, get to get the fucking microphone. Yeah, like talk God. into the microphone, bitch. Um, drove me nuts. Where was the director? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't. Come on, Buzz, get in there. <laughs> Jack Schmidt. Schmidt. Uh So, yeah, he, he he jumps into the sleigh, and then they they take off, and then uh, we see him fly overhead. We don't see it because you know cheap show, but the the cop and the store owner are leaving, and they're all liquored up, I guess. Oh, they're and, hammered and they are they're loaded. Yeah, loaded. they're loaded, and then. Uh, they look up in the sky, very you know, very cheap, like just a whoa. He's up there. I I can't believe I saw that. And then like the shop owner said something that made me laugh really hard because he's like, you know what? And he's holding a bottle of liquor. And he's like, let's go back to my place. We will get some coffee and put this in it. Ah. And I was like, oh, this is like the beginning beginning of a great gay relationship. This is adorable. It's exactly where I went. Yeah. Well, it didn't feel like it. Well, I hoped. <laughs> I, I hope mean, it that's... feels gay. You know, I mean, when he said it, I, I like during the recording, I just kept saying and blow each other after everything they said. <laughs> I got a recording of that somewhere. <laughs> Such a shame I didn't label that one. <laughs> we'll play in a future episode once we figure it out. <laughs> or send it to me. I'll throw it in the end of the episode. How about that? Rock on. You got it. Wasn't it? Did you find it alarming the juxtaposition between. Uh, this is how the episode ends. They look up in the sky. Our two gay characters walk away, uh, zooming <laughs> on the uh, zooming on the empty bag full of gifts that he had before. And then it's like da da da. It's playing first Noel, and then it's like da 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 da. I was like, Jesus Christ, that was a hard, <laughs> that was a hard cut. Those songs are so opposite. 
It was whiplash. Yeah, it was. It's just it's fucking Christ. It went through the windshield. It was. I could not handle that. It was so <laughs> aggressive. It was like, like uh, if you listen to some like speed metal songs, they'll start off with like a, a like a symphony sound, and then they'll kick into that just to you know just to alarm you. It just. I was like, this is the first like metal cut. It was so aggressive. He dropped the beat on us. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I got it to that that part where this uh, gay relationship starts to blossom. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, it's adorable. All right, so I'm going to talk like real soul drinking. You know your problem is, Frank? <laughs> going home, Officer Flaherty? Going home, Mr. Dundee. And you? Going home, Officer Flaherty. This is the most remarkable Christmas Eve I've ever had. <laughs> it's a bottle of booze, dude. <laughs> it ain't remarkable. Sad, sad man. It's a high pitch. Did you see it? I thought I did. Well, what did you see? It was, I don't think it I was Cupid. You, Mr. Dundee. you might report me for drinking on duty. No, no, go ahead. Drinking what on did duty. It was Corwin, Mr. Dundee. Big as life, and a sleigh with reindeer sitting next to an elf and riding up toward the sky. That's about the size of it, ain't it, Mr. Dundee? We'll find out soon. Larry, you oh. better come home with me. Yeah, yeah. We'll suck my cock. All over my chest. And we'll pour some brandy in it. <laughs> in your butt. <laughs> Give me a facial. We'll... <laughs> Grab that. You, you know what we'll do. Thank God for miracles, Flaherty. Because <laughs> he came at the same time. <laughs> Gay marriage is a miracle. A word to the wise to all the children of the 20th century. Whether their concern be pediatrics or geriatrics. Whether they crawl on hands and knees and wear diapers. Or walk with a cane and comb their beards. There's a wondrous magic to Christmas, and there's a special power reserved for little people. In short, there's nothing mightier than the meek. Than the midget. And Merry Christmas to each and all. Wait up. Fuck the end of the episode up there, guys. Ugh. You're going to keep playing that, right? Huh? I was hoping to get the, the music cut. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, uh, you got it. Well, you fuck, it. Oh, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Um, Sorry. There's a weird ADR line there at the end. Where he's like, yeah. Merry well, Christmas to all, folks. <laughs> it's like added it on way later. It's so weird. Yeah, it's like three years later, too. <laughs> yeah. This is a three throat cancer treatments later. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and for some reason, you know, mic recording quality got worse as the 60s went <laughs> yeah. on. Well, they, <laughs> Kennedy was crisp as hell. I could not make out what Nixon was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, part of that is because one of them was a very good public speaker. <laughs> That's very true. You know, he actually won an election where Nixon kind of just fell into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I couldn't really hear, uh, you know, FDR, or I'm sorry, JFK's speech after he, you know, after that Dallas Day. I couldn't really hear him afterwards. Why? Because his brains were all over the hood of a car. Oh, yeah. Had something to do with that it. little thing. His mouth was probably dislocated. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something happened. Yeah. He turned into. <laughs> Oh, man, we, I want to play a bunch of uh, Richard Nixon speeches right now because I could listen to those all day. Just his voice is, oh man, it is a fascinating creature, his voice. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you're a comedian and you can do a good Nixon, you're like, you become famous instantly. I can't do it, it's... but I don't even want to try, to be honest. I'll leave it to to better folks than me at impressions. Uh, you're not an impression comic. You're a... No. Uh, 
What, what kind of comic would you consider? Like, I, I, like, I would say improv. Like sexy? Like sexy? Well, sex, sexy improv comic. Improv scenes, not so much improv games. I like doing scenes. I don't know. Depends on the game, I mean, there's a, there's a spot in both being comedy, right? Or is that yeah. drama? For, for what? Or dramedy. You'd be a good uh, dramedy actor. I think I would. I think I would. Um, I don't know. That'll probably never happen, but that'd be fun. Um, never say never. Um, you know, because the kicker that just made history today for the Eagles, uh, two weeks ago was where we was working at like a mechanic shop or something. I can be a kicker, Frank. Thank you for believing in me. You can be whatever you want when you grow up, buddy. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Gotta get on that. We'll, and we'll give you an award no matter what. Thanks, man. Except the Giants. The Giants you got, award. You got a big guy. Good <laughs> luck when the first real tragedy of your life happens <laughs> when you're uh, an adult and don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Good luck. Your dad died. Here's your uh, participating in his life award. Hope this, <laughs> no. helps. Hope this helps. I didn't get an award. I got a, a choice. <laughs> you want to pull the plug or vegetable? Mm. It's toughy. I like vegetables, though. Well, I mean, thankfully, my father has had numerous occasions. If I'm ever, you know, pull a plug, please. So, yeah. I tell I tell strangers that just because I don't want to sit like that. <laughs> I can't decide if I want to die really quickly like that or be a horrible burden just to be a dick. They both <laughs> sound entertaining as hell to me just because I'm a dick, but I don't know. I, I can't decide. Well, I mean, I want to be a burden until the money runs out and then do it. So you guys get fucking... Yeah, but I don't have money, so it wouldn't be my money anyway. It would be you know, oh, the my insurance, insurance money. money. So, eh, fuck them. Let them bleed. I don't give a shit. You know, you'd be surprised how fast 20 grand can go, you know? Yeah, it's a couple nights there on life support. Um, what are we doing? <laughs> let's, uh, uh, yeah, we, we took a hard turn yeah, right into... Let's, um, let's kill some old people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the hospital. For some reason, there. we're in we're we're in hospice. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, oh, I don't know if I want to get into this. Let's not do it. All right, <laughs> no, no, go what? I was gonna say uh, it made me think of Kevorkian, who actually <laughs> killed somebody in my hometown of really? a couple thousand people, like the town oh. next to my town that I grew up in. But I went to high school in this town. He killed somebody there. He was in, I believe, what? when I was in middle school, maybe high school. He was serving. You know, he was, he was on. You know, serving a. Where he was on trial for fucking killing somebody in my like a mile away from my school. It was fucking weird. Um, all, he's one of my heroes, really though. Suicide, though. Yeah, I, I, he's yeah. I definitely agree with him. I don't know. I don't. That's why I was like, I don't want to get into politics or anything, but I definitely agree with Kevorkian. Yeah, I mean, you know, just because you b- sold somebody a gun doesn't mean you're you're at fault for them shooting themselves with it. Well, it's the difference between selling a six-year-old a gun and like this fucking psycho in this movie or this episode. Or <laughs> someone who's dying anyway and giving them a way out. That's so different. Yeah, 70-year-old, yeah. terminal cancer, very painful. Or you could just, you know, I made it so you pull this string and uh, it slides out. Yeah. Nice, peaceful, and painless. Yeah. That's why the book, I've been working on a book for a long time. Like, I think what I'm going to talk about in the next episode because something reminded me of it. So we'll get to it there and not waste it on this one. But it also deals with uh, euthanasia and all that. So it'll tie in nicely to both of them. Nice little bow. Uh, anyway, Frank, <laughs> I love this episode. So did you, I, right? Oh, loved it. 
and I've and I've and I have never heard euthanasia and uh, another word you just said there in the same sentence. Oh, a nice little bow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, uh, yeah. Well, I'm writing a comedy book about euthanasia. So, you know, fucking, it's a uh, something. Well, and, I mean, they always say anything can be in comedy. It's just in the context. And you told me not to, not to never, not to ever say never. What? what? Mm. Yeah, that was Follow confusing. Your, your I, I lost myself oh. like Inception right there in that in that sentence. You told me not to ever, never, never say never. <laughs> Sweating. Um, I mean, it made sense too. <laughs> let's yeah, this is true. Let's get out of here, Frank. We're approaching fifty minutes, believe it or not. That's why I was like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, the night of the meek deserved it, earned it, and it got it. Real quick plug, go. Way off topic radio at links on Twitter. YouTube.com slash Wonderland and uh, LAWstudios.com. Go there, subscribe, rate, review. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. And I'm Frank Links. So long, citizens. Had the screen there, sorry. Sorry, citizens. I'm not sorry to you, Frank. Fucking no, Frank. Fine.